back to the Rewind That Tape podcast. This is your host, Mr. Stromboli. And I'm Jay Prubs. And today we're back with another episode. This time we are going to be focusing on the NFL. Week 14 is basically finished. Um, yep. And now we're Fantasy just playoffs about to start. Yeah, fantasy playoffs got to get everybody nervous right now. But, I mean... I think the pl- the playoff picture is the main focus right now with four weeks left in the season. Yeah. Things are starting to tighten up uh, at the top of both sides, but the AFC is looking very, very interesting from a uh, playoff mm-hmm. perspective. So, like, which team do you think is, like, the the most in danger right now? Uh, most in, ja- in danger? Um, I'm not – I don't know. I feel like – I feel like the Dolphins, um, with how competitive the AFC East is, like they have to continue winning, um, because you have the Bills, who are, in my opinion, no one's going to catch them. Um, and then behind the Dolphins, you have the Jets, who are, uh, who are surging basically, um, and it's it seems like they have a real shot of usurping the Dolphins, um, and I think that's like that they. The Dolphins would have to be the most worried, especially since they haven't since they lost to the Chargers and they, they haven't been at at they, they haven't been playing their best so far. Yeah, I mean, looking at the Dolphins' schedule, it's interesting to note that they have three of those games against the NFC or I mean the AFC East teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like. From that perspective, with the uh, AFC East also being so competitive, as you mentioned, they that division, everybody in that division will play the Dolphins once, and that's going to pretty much make or break for uh, New England and uh, the Jets. Because I think, yeah, I think the Dolphins are in trouble, but I think they they seem like they have the capabilities to finish inside the top seven. Yeah, but then but just I think you playing like yeah, those last these last two weeks, mm-hmm. and then you also have to look at it like Miami's schedule. You have they've games against the Bills, Packers, who you never know what you're going to get with them, right? And the Patriots, yeah. who who are also who would also be fighting for their playoffs lives. And then you look at the Jets schedule, and it's in my opinion some of these teams who have been playing better, but you still have the Lions, Jaguars, and Seahawks. So those are three. I would say significantly easier opponents. Or I want to say significantly, but easier opponents than the Dolphins have. So if you're looking at schedule, I feel like advantage goes Jets. But at the same time, the Dolphins have you could better skill position, better like a better team overall. So the the Jets, the are, my bad, the Dolphins are in a, they 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 can control their destiny basically. Um, if they if they can win, I think three of their next four, um, then they. They do. They basically guarantee themselves. Um, so I think the Dolphins, they have the capability. I mean, we saw it earlier in this season two, when Tua was playing like an MVP candidate um, and this team was really clicking. The defense was making plays. And we also, we have yet to see Bradley Chubb emerge, which I think is going to be crucial to this team. Um, but I think, yeah, the if they can kind of recapture some of that early season magic, I, I don't see them not making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean both both teams on a losing streak right now, back to back losses. So I'm interested to yeah. see 
what week 15 will bring for them. But mm-hmm. I do, when I look at both of these schedules, I, I like the Jets schedule a lot better from that perspective. Like they just have what it takes right now to potentially be, they, they're surging, I guess. They're not like completely out of it. They have uh, some question marks on offense and it's shown the last two weeks. But Yeah, but their defense has been... Exactly. So if if they can just figure out some offensive things, if they can put up above 20 points in these next three games, uh, I see those as three potential wins. It's Mm -hmm. I think it's really going to come down that last week to be who's the second best team in the AFC East. And essentially, I think whoever is the second best team will make the playoffs. That third best team is when you start getting a little bit scary. Yeah, for sure. I think you have a team in the Bengals. If we're looking at teams that are, I guess, um, going in that wild card in the AFC, I mean, you have the Bengals, Dolphins, Chargers right now. And, I mean, Bengals look like as much of a lock as you're going to get in the wild card, um, just with how they've been playing. And um, you look at the Chargers, and they have very favorable schedule coming up. Yeah, so it's 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 very unlikely that they're going to drop out. So you're you're looking at the the um the AFC East and you're saying there's only going to be two teams that are going to make it, right? So is it going to be the Dolphins or is it going to be the Jets or I mean possibly the Patriots too. Like there's they they always have that shot. Yeah, I mean yeah. I I agree. I I think the I think you bring up an interesting point with the Bengals. So from the looks of it with Lamar's injury, the Ravens I don't know if we're going to see them win mm-hmm. these uh, these last three. I mean, they don't have a hard schedule, but week 17 has them playing. Excuse me, week 18, right? Yeah, week 18. The Bengals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, week 18, they play the Bengals. So from that, I mean, from the looks of it, their schedule looks pretty favorable as well. So I wouldn't expect mm-hmm. them but losing one of these games could give the hand to the Bengals, which is potentially going to force them into a away position on the wild card. Just one, what, what's your thoughts on the bank Ravens? I mean, yeah, for sure. I think, I think the, the Ravens are, they, they haven't been playing like when you look at their schedule, I mean, it's 13 to three victory over the Panthers. 9 to 10 victory over the Broncos, 16 to 14 victory over the Steelers. I mean, none of these are 27 22 over the Buccaneers. None of these are convincing, like, you know, blowout wins or even high scoring wins, um, like you see from some of these other teams. They're gritty, grinding out these games. And I think if you're the Ravens, that's the kind of, you're just going to have to keep doing that um, because without Lamar, you just don't, you don't have that high powered um, center of offense. Um, So you're just going to have to run it through the, crown game it's i mean jk dobbins is back which is a blessing for this team um because he, he came back exactly when they needed him um which is basically come playoff if lamar is out they need to rely on him um and if you can wait out um i think i saw uh that it was uh, maybe two or three games that lamar was going to be out so i mean he could possibly make it back for that Bengals game but if you can just hold out i think when when I mean, if you can beat the Browns, Falcons, and Steelers, yeah. I think I think Steelers and Falcons, those are teams that you can grind out, that you can rely on your defense, your running game to kind of carry you. But I think the Browns, that's where you're like, because the Browns play that exact same way. Um, 
can you beat them at their own game? Um, yeah, so it's basically going to come down to those big moment plays in that game. And I think Ravens have, I think they, they, they have a favorable chance at each of those three games. And if they can, if they can win three of those games, I mean, even if they can win two, right? Like you're, you're saying they, they've put themselves in a good situation. Come, comes that, come that Cincinnati game. Um, because the Bengals do still have to pay the bills, the bucks and the Patriots. So they have a, they do have a harder schedule. Um, but I think if you're the Ravens, you're like, just win two at, at least two games. Yeah, you you win two games, you set yourself up for that divisional finale where all you have to mm-hmm. do is hopefully with Lamar back, you can beat the Bengals, take the division away. I think it's also yeah. interesting to talk about the Cleveland Browns who are with their quarterback now. Yet mm-hmm. they still struggled uh, against the Bengals to even put points on the board. I mean, this is a team that they said with Deshaun is going to be potentially a good, like a Champ- solid, like yeah, yeah championship they're gonna, contender. They're you make think? a contention out of them, or at least playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't play particularly well against the Texans, but he played good enough because it's the Texans. Well, I don't, I don't think you could even say he played good enough because I think the I mean, defense and the special teams played good enough. Well, yeah, like he, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying he he played well. The team played, win. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. that that was the bare minimum. And we he knew that heading into a divisional matchup, which was completely essential to keep this season going. And they got like picked apart. It never seemed like the Browns were in control of this game, mm-hmm. and that was disappointing to see because of the hype that surrounded that trade for Deshaun Watson. And now with the rest of their schedule, they have the Ravens, which if they win that game, they set themselves up for a, a potential Saints win, which I would see them winning. Uh, yeah, you could see, yeah. A tough game against the Commanders, which could go either way, in my opinion. And then mm-hmm. especially if the Commanders, Steelers. yeah, especially if the Commanders are still in the playoff hunt, it's going to yeah, be a I mean, tough game. I, I would doubt the Commanders lose that in two weeks. I mean, two losses uh-huh. will still have them somewhat hunting i would think maybe a yeah. seven seed especially with the, how that bottom of the a uh, nfc looks right now but still mm-hmm. i think it's it's disappointing because i don't see them they need to win three or four games here really four you need to win out yeah and if that, you're the browns yeah yeah you need to win out here and that could have been two weeks ago I think a lot of people were saying, like, look, don't forget about the Browns. But I think it's almost safe to say that we can forget about the Browns now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're if you're you're asking them to win out, um, that's I mean, just I feel like the unpredictability that has been this season. I mean, you never know what you're going to get in a Saints team and a Commanders team. They could they could take you and just, especially with how the Browns have been playing, man. I mean, it just just it doesn't look convincing. Um, they. To be honest with you, they look better with um, Jacoby Brissett. They just seem like they flowed better. They had a yeah, game plan. I agree. Now, now you want to play through Deshaun, but then at the same time, you still want to keep that ground game that you know that Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt duo. I I I just think that they they haven't found that right mix yet. And if you're looking at it, you're like. Can they find it in four games? I don't think so. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's 
it might be time to count this team out, especially when you look at how far down they are and how many how many pieces have to fall in place while they still win out. I think it's just it might be too hard for this team. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, because when you, I'm looking at the rest of the AFC standings right now, I think the mm-hmm. seven seed is ultimately gonna be where well, it's uh, open. Think, yeah, yeah, like the the seven seed is gonna be where it's at. I think the the Bengals and Ravens will make the playoffs with a winning record. Mm-hmm. I, can, I think we both can agree on that. I think the Chargers end up in the playoffs with a winning record. That's two of the wild yeah. cards. I really think the third one belongs to the AFC East, if not two of them. Because if the Jets win yeah. a few games, they're competitive with the Chargers. The Chargers could potentially miss. If the Ravens have two bad weeks, then that's the seven seed. But the Ravens are already at nine wins. The Jets just need two more. They have a favorable schedule. The Chargers have a favorable schedule winning two out of four. It needs to be a nine and eight team. So that's why I would say the mm-hmm. Browns have to win out, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely agree with you. They have to win out, and then like I said, they <clears throat> there's so many like the Raiders could play well. You never know. Jacksonville's been playing good. The Patriots. I mean, all these teams have are in similar situations in the as the Browns, but like they have better either quarterback play, better some aspect of their game has been flowing a little bit better. Um, and I think they're just teams that are in better positions. Um, so yeah, I I think I think the Browns. Like if you're looking at it, you're like. You just you hope that this Deshaun thing works out next year because if it doesn't, that's gonna be really bad. That would like that you could see that like ruining their entire franchise for multiple years. Yeah, I want to kind of shift over to the mm-hmm. NFC because boy, do you have a, a <laughs> playoff hunt over there? There is a yeah. lot of teams alive because of what's going on and. The Eagles have been fantastic this year, and they still are not going to lock up their division till probably the very that, last yeah. week. Because mm-hmm. exactly uh, a matchup with the Cowboys in two weeks, and that's going to pretty much be a make or break team game for both teams. And if the Eagles slip up anywhere, the Cowboys would take over. Um, exactly. Yep. So they're not even safe, and they've been playing fantastically. And then. You look at the rest of the AFC East. I'm most interested to see Washington right now because Washington they are the current. Um, I want to say six seed. The Giants are currently uh, seven. Yep. Cause, cause yeah. The, After that tie. tie. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they have a rematch, <laughs> which is pretty funny <laughs> scheduling wise. And whoever wins that game, I I honestly see it as an elimination game considering what both teams have to go through look i mean you look at the rest of the schedule yeah. for both teams and both of them i would not favor those schedules uh 49ers team which is red hot which we i think we should talk about in a little bit and then mm-hmm. the browns and cowboys left for the commanders after the giants so they lose to the yeah. giants they could lose to the 49ers they could lose to the cowboys eight and nine and you're fighting you're, you're just going to be on the edge in a exactly situation. you're Mm-hmm. And you're you're looking at a eight and nine like I don't know if a, a record like that cuts it in a in the NFC where like you have teams I, I feel like the Seahawks are contenders and then you have teams that could surprise at any moment I think and 
I think if you're if you're the commanders, like you just you just have to you have to because if you beat the Giants and you're looking at it, <clears throat> then you can win one out of your three. You can beat the Giants and beat the Browns, and you're still basically in the you're yeah. in the playoffs. And I, it's yeah. it's just it just takes a lot of a lot of the stress, and basically you have a lot less things to worry about. Um, it's basically win this game and then win another game, and you're in. Um, Whereas if they lose it, then they're they're in big trouble. Yeah, I mean the momentum thing has got to come into play here, especially down mm-hmm. the stretch. You got to be confident in these games to to win, and that's where I look at the Giants. I this team just doesn't look the same, and I, I wouldn't say they were ever like a top contender. Like I think a lot of people thought they were overrated, and they're just showing yeah. it to us right now. Like they've mm-hmm. lost their last two. They got dominated by the Eagles. Uh, last week and they they've yeah, dropped they've, three they've out of four a, with a tie exactly they've so no they've dropped yeah they've dropped four out of the last six i think with a tie so that's and their one win coming against the texans which which yeah if you if you're if you're looking at like form this is they have been in bad bad shape um yeah and, and, and it's they don't just, have they i mean you lose to washington this week you're probably losing. I would say they lose to the Vikings. The Colts, with how you're playing, mm-hmm. that Colts game is going to be a lot tougher than you think. That's a must win. Yep. And then you're going to head mm-hmm. to Philly. And if you're a Giants fan, you're praying Philly is locked up the division by week 18. They and beat the Cowboys their, and they're yeah. playing their backups in order for you to make the playoffs. That's two wins. That most likely gets you in. What I think is the most interesting thing is since the Giants and Commanders tied this game, them winning one out of the next four puts them at eight, eight, and one. So any team that's eight and nine, which I looking at these other schedules, it's a possibility. But any team mm-hmm. that's eight and nine is gonna be um, is gonna be out. Yeah, yeah. And the argument that I would go look at is uh, the Cardinals right now. And hear me out on this one. I don't think it's gonna happen. But if the Rams were to somehow, somehow uh, win against the Packers, the rest uh, of their schedule features <clears throat> Broncos, and then they have the Chargers and Seahawks to finish. I don't think it's possible. I don't know if they want to win. I, I don't know if they're looking at it saying, like, look, we need a draft pick. But I think they've got but I don't think they even talking right now. I don't think they even they don't get their draft pick because it goes to Detroit, right? So like, yeah. So I, I'm saying at this point, what's if Cooper Cup has? Do they rule him out? Is he done? Yeah, I think he, yeah he's done for the season. Same as um, same as Matthew Stafford. So like, yeah, they're basically. So if, they're, I mean, with that schedule, alive. with the way those mm-hmm. teams have played, it's not. If that offense is playing the way they played in that fourth quarter. Just take that. Just take that fourth quarter sample just take size the from the Raiders. Quarter. Yeah, we're, we're just going to pretend we're taking that fourth quarter. Uh-huh. And you compare the next four games and they win out. That's eight and nine. I still don't know if that's enough. It's too little too late. And yeah, that would be an I mean, amazing story. Yeah, that would be an amazing story. But, like, they're four and nine right now. That's, like, you look at that and that's, like, top ten draft pick, right? That is top yeah. ten draft pick. It's yeah, it's, you just I mean, you see that, and you're like, there's no way a team that 
is four and nine can come back like that because they they must they played so bad like it's just sure that the baker bakers injected some life i I give you that he's played he played his butt off and he's definitely has some fire because of his situation but i think when you look at the rest of the team baker's not going to have his number one receiver is going to be van jefferson right yeah um he's his o-line is that's that's why matthew stafford's injured Okay, and his defense is a shell of last year with basically only Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, who seems to be getting burnt up every single game now. It's it's getting it's getting crazy. I mean, d- that Devontae catch was crazy, but um, yeah, I think I think um, if you're the Rams, here's a stat for you: three out of the last five Rams losses. Have been mm-hmm. by one possession. Yeah. Those losses are to the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, which they have to play again, and the mm-hmm. Saints. So, looking at the caliber teams, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but mm-hmm. I agree with the points that you just made. It's going to be very difficult, and it is very unlikely. But from that perspective, if they go 8-9, and nine, mm-hmm. I would be surprised if they are not right, like right on the edge. Considering the NFC East teams, I could see both of them. I mean, if they, the, the one of those teams is probably out, which leaves the seven spot open. I don't see the Panthers making it. Yeah. Um. So it's, I mean, the I think Packers. It's the last team. I mean, the Packers and Lions. We'll see. We'll. Those two teams are kind of mm-hmm. iffy to say the least, but I really think the last team comes out of the West, whoever it might yeah. be. I, I I agree with you. I think, I mean, I've been rooting for the Lions, man. I mean, that team looks good. Um, I mean, seeing Jamison Williams back on the field, you know, he, he had a nice touchdown too. I mean, just, he was just their, their makeup. first rounder, right? Yeah, he was their, I mean, second first rounder. I mean, they traded up to get him, right? Yeah, after Hutchinson, but um, yeah, he yeah, of he, course, after he, he he came back um this last game and he scored a touchdown. I mean, and they're they're playing good. I mean, when you look at these teams, I mean, they beat the Vikings convincingly. They beat the Jaguars, who we're talking about in the AFC playoff picture, forty to fourteen. I mean, you're looking at some of these teams that they beat, and it's like it's the de- they demolished these teams, some of these teams. Um, but I mean. They did have. They still. There are some losses, obviously, but I mean, the Lions. I mean, I wouldn't sleep on them. I mean, I think they they have a shot. Um, in my opinion, I think if one of those NFC East teams does falter, I think it is the Lions that might pick it up. Um, but yeah, that's. I think it's either the Lions or the Sea. Uh, yeah, the Packers or I feel like the Seahawks. Man, like they've been playing. Keno Smith has been playing good enough. I feel like to where. I'm you personally rooting for them, as yeah. as an as a person that doesn't like have any bias towards the Lions, Packers, or Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those right. three. I would love to see the Seahawks make it. I would love to see any of those teams make it because it would be a cool little story. I mean, if the for Packers sure. win their next four games, I'm impressed because mm-hmm. well, the Rams and Dolphins, those are doable. But the Vikings and Lions finishers, that's going to be a tough task. So 
But I mean, once again, I think that as I just said, the Seahawks are the best storyline, considering they're supposed to have an off year trading their franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. The exact opposite effect. Russell Wilson is struggling over there. He's constantly getting blasted on social. I mean, media. they're 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 out of the playoffs. The Broncos are eliminated yeah. out of the playoffs. So and like... now he's probably out for the year. I would considering mm-hmm. he's in concussion protocol. I doubt he's playing this weekend. I, yeah. From a Broncos front office manager, why why wouldn't you shut him down? Like mm-hmm. you have a bad. You're you're going to be out this week. Maybe next week depending on how bad the concussion is. There's no point in bringing him back. Just shut it down and try to yeah. get your, your draft pick, if they have one, which I don't even know. No, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the funniest thing about it when you're looking at it. Like, both the, the Seahawks and the, the Lions, right? You're when you, when you look at it, you're like, okay, so the Seahawks, they trade it. They have the pick from the, the Broncos. It's going to be high up, right? At the beginning of the season, we're all like, that's going to happen. The Lions, they trade their pick to the Rams. The Rams are going to be high up, and it's basically roles reverse, right? Like the the Seahawks are playing great, and they're getting a first round, like top five draft pick. Same with the Lions, with the with the Rams, um, and it's that I feel like that just adds the extra salt because if you're a Rams team, that'd be your one thing. Like maybe we can draft that game changing offensive tackle or something like that. But no, you already you already traded your pick. Same with the same with the uh, Broncos. I mean you draft that one game-changing defensive player or offensive line, something like that. But, like, it's just it just adds to the storyline, man. It's it's what makes the NFL so exciting, I think. <laughs> exactly. It's any given Sunday, and these teams, the teams especially this year, I would say it's a weaker NFL year, especially in the mm-hmm. NFC. It's a lot weaker than we're used to seeing. But yeah, these uh, – these seeds, the five through seven seeds, I mean, the six and seven seed and the four seed, because whoever comes out of the South, I would assume is a first round exit. But those, those, you know what's going to happen right now, mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, Minnesota is a shaky team, and so is the 49ers. I mean, yeah. you're looking at the Cowboys and Eagles like, if you don't win this conference, if one of those teams don't win the conference, some crazy chaotic sequence has, has occurred in the playoffs. Yeah, because sure. I would consider the Vikings team a little bit overrated considering their record, and I think considering the world, the, how they've played, I think the last few games, especially that every Lions good game, team that plays them seems to beat them that and beat like the sense. Yeah, the way that the way the Cowboys beat them, I think that just puts the doubt in your mind, like how can a contending team get beat that bad by the cow by like by another contender like that's that's just it's supposed to be a close game or even it should be like at least one to two touchdowns right not like yeah not like that as good as the seeing the seahawks or the um the seahawks or lions potentially in the playoffs Mm -hmm. as good as that is the same thing with the giants or Washington, which one yeah. of those teams I would imagine is the seven seed. As good as that is, is there really a point if you have to play? Well, actually, they're they're probably going to play the Vikings, which I give them a shot. But if you play <laughs> exactly. the 49ers the way that they've been playing, which by the way, let's quickly quickly dive into Brock Purdy. 
Mm, Mr. Irrelevant, baby. That is absolutely brilliant. What we saw on Sunday was a masterclass. Like, it, they couldn't have drawn a game plan better than that. Mm-hmm. That's just... That just that is the def that is football. That's why you watch football because of those moments. I mean, seeing this guy like you saw it like they panned his family in the in the scenes and stuff like that, and his dad was crying. Like it's just that gets you in the feels, man. And like I think that's that's every NFL player's dream. Um, that's that's why you watch football. I mean, this this kid who third string, no reason to have any. No one believed in him. Basically, they he was gonna be either a practice string, pass practice squad guy, or backup his entire career. And he goes out here, beats the goat, and not just beats him, absolutely demolishes the goat. Um, and I mean, the 49ers played really well. I mean, I think I think it was a good game by the. It was a complete uh, for, game. Like, from the it, it was complete, a complete game. Yeah, complete game. And. And I I like saying that because Purdy grabs three touchdowns in his debut, and we know mm-hmm. this kid is a stud from his career at Iowa State. But yeah. nobody thought it would transfer over. I mean, not even I saw that coming. I thought this was a chance for the Bucks to to steal a game and potentially boost their their playoff hopes. And yeah, it, it's they're still they still have to hunt right now. Exactly and, when you look when you look. When you're looking at that record for the for the Bucks, I mean six and seven in the NFC South. I mean, when the only teams are the Panthers and the Falcons, you're kind of like, does, do they really have to be playing any better? But um, yeah, I think if they, I mean, you chalk this game up as like should win. I mean, they don't have their sec- starting or their second string QB, and you get absolutely smoked. I mean, you you still have to win. A game, and I mean, you have to beat the, the Falcons. The Bucks schedule the coming Panthers. up is is bad. Exactly, it looks hard. It's it is hard. I mean, Bengals, yeah. Cardinals, it, Panthers. They, I doubt they beat I mean, the Bengals. Doubt it. The, I, see I doubt two they beat the Cardinals. There. I see two losses there. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, you're looking at an NFC South divisional opponent who is playing for the playoffs as well. Um, if every if so, everything falls right for the Panthers and Falcons, I mean. They're gonna come out and they're gonna fight with the Bucks. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's, it's the NFL. It's, it is. It, you're exactly right. It is the NFL, and um, it is not the same same Tom Brady or the same Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is kind of sad. But when you think about it, he might he maybe maybe he should have retired. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, especially when he's a lot of better things go on in his life if he just retired. Exactly. No, no drama for him either. If you know, you know. Yep. So, I mean, I I see the 49ers coming at the. I I want them to get the two seed. I don't know if it's going to happen, but whoever they're playing, I would chalk that up as a 49ers win, no matter who they have back there. And then. Which really makes the question, and I think this would be a good one to wrap it up on, is if you're a franchise like the Packers, is there a point to going into the playoffs this year? You make the playoffs every single year. Is there a point in going this year to get your butt handed to you 
in the first round. I mean, I'm I can make the case for the Lions. I can make the case for the Seahawks mm-hmm. in Washington like and Washington as, as, as a playoff three, experience. Yeah, because that they haven't made it. But if mm-hmm. you're the if you're the Ram or not the Rams, let, let's just say the Cardinals, and if you're the the Packers, those two teams that are kind of there but not really, if they make mm-hmm. a quick like, what's the point? Because I don't see yeah. either one of those teams taking down the Niners. I, I don't really see either one. I think the Vikings still are – they have a better offense, and I think that's what it's going to take right now. In in terms of the Cardinals, I think you look at it and you're like – because we just saw Kyler Murray go down. You're like, do – I feel like for the Cardinals, the draft pick outweighs the, the playoff um, – playoff standing i feel like um you talk this one up to d hop wasn't there for a while kyler battled with injuries i mean and you just you take the top the top 15 draft pick that you can use to reinvest in that line that defense um but i think the one thing when you look at the packers i think that's where the situation gets kind of different because you have aaron Rodgers, right and you're like you, there's no way you can just chalk it up if you have Aaron Rodgers because you never know what he can do. You're like, if we make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, he we could go into the 49ers and be complete underdogs, and he just blows up. He could have like four touchdowns, 300 yards, and it's you're like, that's Aaron Rodgers. That is why he's one of the best quarterbacks ever because he can do stuff like that. And I think if you're the Packers, that's why you – when Aaron Rodgers is on your team and when he's healthy, that's why you always have to be playing for the playoffs, no matter what, um, because you have such a good player on such a good player behind center. You have to honor him and continue to try and go for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's definitely a situation where you're staring at it and saying, what, what can we potentially do? But mm-hmm. I still think that the argument for the Packers is this guy is not healthy at all, and he hasn't played like it all year. With regards to his ability, obviously, there's still a gear there that he hasn't hit. But Mm -hmm. is it attainable this year is is my question to him because we just haven't seen it yet. I mean, uh, there was a spark against the Cowboys – I will admit that watching that game, it looked like a guy that was potentially ready to turn it on. And then he goes yeah. down. So they have to reset and then, it all. And mm-hmm. then the Eagles are a tough team. And then they go into Chicago. They may, they get a good win. But yeah. at what cost? They had, to, they had to come back in the fourth quarter, shut down the Bears, and score 18 points, which, I mean, I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting either. And, I mean, the the Bears team has been, I think, quietly, they've played pretty good. But, I mean, if you're the Packers, if you're trying to go for the playoffs, you have to win those games, right? Yeah. And I think, um, I think also you're looking at this and you're like, at what point do you put Jordan Love in? Because he played, he in that Eagles game, he played pretty good. Um, I think he showed some glimpses. I mean, they put up thirty-three um, points. I think exactly. that's good they, enough. They, they played. They played competitively. Yeah. Right. Um, I I agree j- completely. From that mm-hmm. perspective, 
Yeah, because he's when you look at it, you're like, he's being groomed basically to do the same thing Aaron Rodgers did to Brett Favre, and it's like, when is that going to happen? Because you have to give him his shot, and if you throw him in now, you're thinking like he could, if he beats the if they beat the Rams, he beats the Dolphins, and if he if he wins out, if you put Jordan Love in there, if he wins out, you're like, Aaron Rodgers can go retire basically because. If you do that, Jordan Love has basically, like, you found your next quarterback, right? But the thing is, you have to, when do you do that? Um, and when do you basically give up on the playoffs and give up on Aaron Rodgers? That's, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think. I thought it was a good, I think it's a good point. Because when, when Jordan Love comes in here and plays the way he did against the Titans and the Eagles, a lot mm-hmm. of people were asking that question. Is it time to kind of pass the torch? So these next four weeks, if the Packers make the playoffs somehow, you, it, the argument, or they go nine and eight, either yeah. way, I think that that secures Aaron Rodgers for another year. If they go three and one, that secures mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers for another year. Now, anything below that, that's when the, media speculation has to start it has to start because Jordan Loves looks ready to lead an NFL team and if the Packers aren't going to give him that chance because Aaron Rodgers his name not because he's playing well but because of his name that means it's time to let Jordan Love go and actually pursue a career because like you said they've groomed him but how long is it going to take because how many years does Rodgers have left yeah, because he's getting injured almost every year now. He's fighting through something every single year. So I don't know if, if I'm the Packers. You don't have a lot of weapons. Is it time to let Rodgers kind of die with this team and start the rebuild mode to se- reload that offense, which doesn't need much. They just need time. Uh, mm-hmm. Watson has played well as a rookie. Dylan's playing a lot better. I mean, it's, exactly. it's almost time for them to transition towards that younger offense. And uh, I don't know, Jordan Love may be the the last piece of diminishing the old Packers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think if you look at it, um, I think I think the young the young weapons are there. Um, the you have, I mean, Christian Watson has been absolutely popping. Um, and then you have, it's, 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 it is, it's Jordan Love. I mean, that defense, they, they haven't played the best, but I mean, you look at it, the, the pieces are there. Um, they reloaded this draft too. Um, and they, they, I think they will play, especially if they have a contending offense, they'll play really, they'll shut down. Um, but I, I think if you're the Packers, you're like, yeah, like you said, you have to measure this. When do you, when do you agree that like your your time for Aaron Rodgers is up? You he he isn't proving any more to this. Te- he isn't giving value to this team. When like he is not going to be able to win a championship, and he is just prolonging this kind of mediocrity that you can. Jordan Love, he is either going to win games or he's going to lose games, right? He's either going to win a lot of games or lose a lot of games. And that puts you in a good position either way. Either you win a lot of games and you have your new franchise quarterback. Either you lose a lot of games and you're in the position to draft your franchise quarterback. And I think that is that is where the Packers need to be. 
either next season. They they need to be there next season. I think I think that's that's where the Packers need to be. Yeah, I mean, to make or break when you look at the Packers. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Packers fan, there's a lot to be yeah. excited for, despite having the year that they've had. Yeah, for sure. I think. I mean, you look at it. Some of the young guys coming in, especially Watson. I mean, I can't that that guy has been freak waiver wire pickup basically carrying my team my fantasy team but um he has been going crazy um and i think uh that's just he's there's a lot of things like the the defense and like you said um this new future with jordan love uh as a a possibility um but i think that's that's where we're gonna end the podcast today um one last segment with probs with the dubs um and i think I think this problem with the dubs has to go out to Tom Brady. I mean, like you, like we we completely slandered this man, right? And I mean, he got completely sand, slandered by the entire. I mean, he just got absolutely smoked, right? But I would like to highlight the moment when he does sign Dre Greenlaw's um, football at the end of the game. I mean, so it's. Right, you know they they finish they finish the great game, um, and and so basically Drake Greenlaw he picks off Aaron Rodgers in the game and he he goes up to ask him which takes balls all right he goes to ask him to sign his sign his intercepted football and Tom Brady does it and I think that is an absolute dub because you got absolutely smoked and you still have time to be like you know what I'm the goat. Let me let me give this guy an autograph because he will probably remember that forever. He'll he'll that will stay in his house, in a case, in his living room, and he will be like that sign ball. I picked off Tom Brady and he signed it for me when we smoked him. And I think that that is and that is a dub because that gives that man a lifelong memory. He's gonna remember that forever. Yeah, I'll agree that that was a ballsy <laughs> moment and. That that was quite funny to see on social media. That uh-huh. wraps up today's episode on a quite humorous note. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, make sure to check out our website at rewindthattape.com for more sports content. And check out our social medias on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can find us. Appreciate all y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one. Peace. <laughs>